Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 152 of the Ask the Coach show, where ping skills helps you improve your table tennis. 152 is the sum of four consecutive primes, 31 plus 37 plus 41 plus 43. For Technique Tuesday, we're going to take a look at the slow, spinny topspin. In the questions, we take a look at how to get variation on your backspin and nosepin serves. We look at the Looking after your shoulder, how to serve fast, how to stay low like Zhang Zikur. Plus, we'll be answering more questions live on the show. If you want to ask a question live, then go to the Google Plus page, the Ping Skills Google Plus page, and click the Q&A button on the latest show. We also take the best questions from the Ask the Coach page of the Ping Skills website. I'm Jeff Plum, and as Always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey, and uh, good to be with uh, all of you tonight. Very, very cold in Melbourne. I mean, cold for Melbourne, you know, like it's six degrees outside Celsius. Cold. Yeah, yeah, cold, cold, cold. Now, um, speaking of Weather? No, there's no real relationship here, Alice. I was trying to get a link to this day in history. Was there anything exciting that happened to this day in history? Well, yes. Yes. Speaking of weather and cold, in 1850, the first public demonstration of ice made by refrigeration. But it, and that was in, let me get this right, Apalachicola in Florida. I'm probably getting that really, really wrong. But, uh, yes, that's what... Uh, that's what happened in 1850. And, of course, today, and for all our French viewers, it is Bastille Day. So, uh, yes, big day, for, big day for the French. And usually with the, the, the Tour de France, uh, there is uh, always an attack by a French, um, French rider. So we shall see tonight. Probably all soon. right. Looking forward to it. Bastille Day, Tour de France. Love it. All right, Alois. Yesterday's Ping Skillers question of the day was, are there any lessons you have learned from Wimbledon that are relevant to table tennis? Yeah, well, personally, I love to watch Wimbledon. Um, the things that I, I like to see are just players' reactions and how they cope with pressure, um, how, they, how different players react in different situations. Um, you know, Djokovic in the final, so good, so strong. You know, why do those guys win those close matches all the time? You know, it, it's like it's a little bit about them being better at, at the game, but they're all always just just that little bit mentally stronger too. And um, and that's what I love to watch. You know, how how the players cope um, in those in those crucial situations. But we did have uh, a lot of uh, responses on our Facebook page too, Jeff. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, lots of replies just uh, just going through. So, Johanna um, said concentration is the key. That's what she's learnt. And placement of the ball is very important. Um, Jim Asprey said uh, ball placement, for example, short to Djokovic's backhand was effective for Federer. So, that's starting to think about um, tactically. And, and I think on a tennis court, it's a little bit easier to see the tactics too, isn't it? Because the, the court's sort of laid down for you and it's a bit bigger. Um, Joel Coughlin uh, saying that respect is key, and maybe just referring to uh, to a few of our um, our Aussie tennis players that uh, lost the plot a little bit at different times. Um, Mark O'Reilly saying mental attitude, 
Um, and Prince saying silence is the key. So uh, maybe again referring to uh, to our Aussie uh, Aussie guys. Um, yeah. Trevor Hurth, we won't. Yeah, Trevor Hurth, we uh, we won't uh, quote him exactly, but. Um, the Fanatics, the Australian support group. Um, I don't, just by his comments, I don't think he was all that pleased with them. Um, and uh, and George George Christou said, um, I'd say the focus on the ball at all times. It seems obvious, but people would be surprised by how much they don't focus on the ball and make errors as a result. And I think you know the the super slow mo cam um, that they brought in. The the best thing I've ever seen on super slow mo is. Federer playing his, his forehand. When he's playing his forehand with on super slow mo, you, you see this. You see you see him watching the ball, watching the ball, watching the ball, watching the ball here. And there's like half a second where he's just focused on the contact, and then he tracks the ball again. And it's just beautiful to watch um, Federer in action in, in general. But but yeah, that. On the super slow mo, I love watching. So that's something that something else that uh, I love. And Greg Linwood said that sports can succeed without sponsorship. So yeah, so lots of different ideas there and things that uh, we learn. Rory Goulding, I've learned I needed to watch Wimbledon to answer this question. Good point, Rory. <laughs> well done. And Sammy said, I learnt that getting the ball deep in the court is key because it's much harder and also riskier for your opponent to hit a winner. So they have to play a safer, higher percentage shot. And again, relevant to table tennis, really is. So, yeah, great, great uh, ideas there from uh, uh, lots of uh, lots of people. Very good. All right, Alice. Well, that moves us on to the ping skillers question of the day, which is. How do you take in the Ask the Coach shows? If you watch it on our blog, on YouTube, Facebook, or as an audio podcast, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So again, just jump onto our Facebook page to answer it or onto our blog, leave a comment, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. How do you take in the Ask the Coach show, blog, YouTube, Facebook, or audio podcast? All right, Alois, it is Tuesday which means it's Technique Tuesday. And today we're going to talk about the slow, spinny topspin. What can you tell us about this shot? Uh, just that it's one of my favourites. Um, <laughs> and and it's, a, I think, an underutilised stroke in table tennis. Um, I see a lot of players, you know, at all levels, just trying to hit the ball a little bit too hard all the time. The slow, spinny topspin can be so effective. Um, you know... Just by just by slowing the ball up and being able to brush the ball up a little bit finer, it just really um, throws out uh, the timing of your opponent when they're especially when they're they're trying to block fast at you. How do you execute it? The main thing is that you need to get a really thin brushing contact on the ball, and the stroke needs to be quite vertical. So. The faster the ball's coming at you, the more vertical your stroke needs to be, and it's almost just like brushing it up uh, and and getting that uh, fine contact to slow the ball down and to generate a lot of topspin on the ball as well. But yeah, I love I love the stroke, and um, you know, even Jeff, even when we're watching the top players uh, playing at international level, that slow spinning topspin can be effective sometimes. You know, it's not always about um, hitting the ball faster and harder and trying to uh, belt it through your opponent. 
Yeah, we, we saw that a lot in the Australian Open. Um, it wasn't all about speed. Of course, the top players can hit the ball fast and hard, but they do utilise this shot um, from time to time. And like you said, it is underutilised by a lot of players. So, yeah, try it out. I've got a couple of questions, though, Alois. Um, firstly, the slow spinny top spin, is it more effective off a backspin ball or a topspin ball? And then secondly, it's called the slow spinning topspin. Does that mean you, your arm action is slow? Okay, so, um, so firstly, it, it's easier, I think, off a backspin ball because the ball's coming at you slower. So when the ball's slower to you, that means you don't have to slow the ball down with your, with your uh, vertical um, stroke. Um, off the faster ball, it's a little bit harder, and you just have to get that timing exactly right to get to get it to go back slowly. So, so certainly it's easier off the off the slower backspin ball. And what was the second part, Jeff? Um, it's called the slow spinning topspin. Does that mean your arm action is slow? Okay, definitely not. So the the action needs to be very fast to generate the spin. So your your action is a very fast action, but the the, the um, fine contact makes the ball slow. So similar to if you're um, serving the ball, if you serve the ball with a flat contact, the ball's going to travel fast. With, but with the same speed of action, with a fine contact, the ball's going to go slow. And that's the same principle for the slow spinny topspin. So you're not contacting the ball flat. If you're contacting the ball flat, it'll go fast. But with the same speed, so this speed, but now in a vertical motion, and you're going to get a lot of um, top spin on the ball, and the ball's going to go back slower. Yeah. Great. Got it. Okay, so everybody, get out there this week and try and utilise the slow spinny top spin a little bit more in your games, and then let us know how effective it's been. Love to hear your thoughts on the slow spinny top spin. All right, now we've got quite a few questions, Alice, from people who've logged on using the Google Q&A app and asked a question live. So first up, a question from Brock who says, how can I defend myself against an aggressive attacker that returns all my short balls? I know keep it short, but I can't do it shorter. Help me. Yeah, so short is one thing, but low is another thing, Brock. So if you keep it short, and even if it's a little bit high over the net, it actually makes it easy for them because they can just reach forward. They don't have to hit the ball very far, and they can um, crack it back at you. But if you can keep the ball a little bit lower, if you can put a little bit of backspin on the ball, then that short ball becomes more effective. So, so low with a little bit of backspin and short, that's the key to, getting, uh, to making it more effective. Yeah, and short play is really important, isn't it, to stop your opponent attacking you. And, Alice, we've got a video called, I think, something like Keeping the Ball Low, which um, we demonstrate a, a little trick, I guess, on how you can improve keeping the ball low. Um, so I'll put a link in the show notes to the Keeping the Ball Low video, and everyone take a look after the show. And I'm sure that if you implement this in your practice, it will help you. All right. Yeah, one, one, another thing yep. to consider there, though, is that if the if your opponent is really good at playing that short ball, um, and they're beating you at that game, so and you can't keep the ball short enough, then you 
best option then is to sometimes play the ball long as well. So don't don't just keep trying to play the ball shorter and shorter and shorter. And if, if your opponent's better than you at that game, so then start to think about just digging the ball uh, back at them at them long as well sometimes. So that breaks up the rhythm. They can't just stand up close to the net and be ready for that ball. They need to be back and forward. Mm, okay, I like your thinking there. So I guess if you do push it long and fast, then you need to be ready for that next ball. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to push the ball long, then you know that the next ball is going to come back at you long. If they're ready and attack it, then you can block it. Or if they're, they're not ready and they push it back at you, then, boy, you are in. Excellent. Good advice. All right. Thanks for the question, Brock. Next up is a question from Mike D who says, History was made today. New Horizon flies by Pluto, giving mankind its closest view ever. And alongside that, he says, Sometimes I play against long pips and short pip players. Is there a difference in tactics when trying to win a match between those two? And if so, what are they? Yes. So um, it's, it's really different when you're playing against long pips or short pips. So against... The short pips is basically going to just flatten out the ball. The ball's going to come through um, a little bit faster and flatter at you, um, but you can still generate some spin off that ball. But with the long pips, basically it's going to reverse the spin on the ball. So if you play with top spin, it's going to come back with back spin. So it's really different. It's a completely different reaction off those two things. So, yeah. yeah. Excellent. And we, we've got a couple of videos for our premium members in the match strategy section um, against playing different types of players. So everyone who's interested and, is, and that's a premium member, go to uh, pinkskills.com, click on lessons, and then match strategy and take a look at the videos in there. And if you're not a premium member, go to pinkskills.com and look at the benefits. There's lots of videos we've got there, lots of different courses on serving, receiving, multi-ball, um, there's a 52-week training plan. We send out a premium newsletter every week. So there's really a lot of benefits. Um, so check out our premium membership at pingskills.com. All right. Ilya has a question. Alois, he says, hi, Alois and Jeff. What is the correct footwork for playing backhand banana flick from the forehand side, cross-court to a righty's forehand? Okay, so so you're playing a banana flick from the um, forehand corner. Yep. Yep. So so oh, what? Yeah, from the yeah. forehand corner. So you've stepped right across to play that banana yeah. flick, which a lot of players are doing these days. Yeah. So so the the the, the footwork is that you need to get if you're a right hander, get your right foot right under the table and close to the. Um, the um, bounce of the of the ball. So if the ball's over there on your forehand, your your right foot has to get step in right close to there to make that flick. Um, now it, it's similar it's similar to the short push. So for the short push, you'd go in and do that. For the banana flick, you'd do the same thing. You'd step in with your right foot and then make the banana the banana flick from there. Great, got it. And is there any difference in where you're placing it? Not really, I guess. You just get your foot in close to the ball and then you could either play it across court or down the line. Absolutely. So the, 
one of the one of the key things about getting into position is so that you ca you have got options of where to play it. So if you if you're in position properly and close to the ball, then you can play it down the line or play it across the board. It doesn't really matter. Great, got it. All right, thanks for the question, Ilya. All right, next up is one from Eugene who says, "How do I get good variation on my backspin and nosespin serves?" These serves are only effective with good variation, especially the no spin or less backspin serve. Plus, the sound of the ball is different, which is going to tell my opponent which serve it is. So do you have any advice for Eugene on this, Alois? Yeah, so Eugene, um, a, couple, a couple of things. One is you can um, just change the angle of your, your racket slightly on contact. So as you're coming through, so you're starting in the same position, uh, for the backspin serve, you keep the racket at the same position or same angle and play uh, and contact the ball to get more backspin. For the no spin, as you're coming through, you can just flatten out the contact a little bit. So it's here, flatten, and then go through um, to make it look like the backspin, but it's actually got less spin on it. So you can do those two things as well. Um, as far as the sound... Um, there's a couple of things. One is you can um, just find a really noisy hall. Um, and someone suggested on our website, take your boombox with you, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's good that you're thinking about this, Eugene, because he's right, isn't he, Alice? The, the variation is the key to a good serve here. Absolutely, especially with the backspin and nosepin, because because it's such a subtle difference and it's quite open. So it's not like you're putting a little bit of side or back or whatever. Um, yeah, so the backspin, no spin um, is quite open. It's, I mean, if your opponent reads it, it's quite easy for them to make that attacking ball. So, um, yeah, so the disguise there is quite important, yes. Excellent. All right. Thanks for the question, Eugene. And, again, just a quick Plug again for the premium membership. Our Serving Secrets has got lots of information on pendulum serves, backhand serves, seismic serves, high toss serves. So, again, check out the premium membership at pingskills.com. All right. Kurosh has said, what is the best way to warm up your wrist and your shoulder and body in general? I feel some pain in my active wrist and wonder as I have a strong backhand, I may have overdone it. Yeah, Kurosh, um, really important, a couple of things. It, it, when you are warming up, just um, think about doing some dynamic movements. So um, there's two types of stretching. There's static stretching where you're standing there and, and you hold the stretch for 20 seconds or whatever it is. And then there's a dynamic stretch where you're actually moving your arms. So before a training session, the best um, type of stretching is to do some dynamic movements, so some, some active movements. So that can be with your shoulders, so just rotating them forwards and backwards and in all sorts of motion. And you can do the same thing with your wrists as well, so rotating your wrists through one way or the other to, to do that. One thing that you need to be careful of is pain. So if there is pain in your wrist, there's a reason for it. Um, you know, it's it's worth just going and getting it checked out if it's persistent. But the other thing to think about is, are you putting too much pressure or tension on that that part of your body, especially with your wrist? If you're if you've got a really tight wrist and and a lot of tension there, and then you're trying to make those movements, 
you're almost working like three times as hard as you need to. So relaxing um, those joints is important as well when you're making your strokes. Okay, got it. Yep, that sounds good. Um, hopefully that helps you out, Korosh, and thank you for the question. All right, next up is one from Krishan. He says, I was wondering how to serve fast balls to make it hard for the opponent to send back. How could you improve the speed of your serve? Yeah, so that's that's a that's a difficult one, you know, because no matter how fast you serve, the other person is going to be able to get the ball back if if they're a reasonably similar level to you. So, you know, like the table's only so wide, and um, you can only serve the ball so fast because you've got to bounce the ball on your side of the table. So this is something we can't learn from Wimbledon. So with um, with the tennis serve, obviously, because you can hit it from overhead, you can hit it straight into your opponent's court, you can get that ball travelling really fast. So fast serving really isn't the key in table tennis. It's more about the spin. But if you are trying to serve the ball fast, what you need to do is hit the ball quite flat on contact and get the ball to bounce really close to you on your side of the table um, as well. If you get it to bounce too close to the net, it hasn't got time to take off um, and go over the net. So it's going to be um, hit flat and hit close to you, uh, bouncing close to you on your side of the table to get a fast serve. Okay, good one. So I guess um, we want to serve a lot of balls short though, Alice, because that stops our opponent being able to attack us as much. But when we do want to vary it up, we do want to serve it as fast as we can, probably, because that cuts down the time our opponent has and probably surprises them more. Yes. So but even with your fast serves, you're going to serve fast with some spin on it as well. So it's not just an out-and-out um, out fast serve as fast as you can. There's still um, a lot of spin variation on it um, as well when you're serving that fast ball. Great. Got it. Excellent. All right. Thanks for the question, Krishan, and hopefully those words help you out. Next up is a question from Tam who says, Hi, Ping Skills. How can I stay low all game like Zhang Zikur? When I try and do it, my legs get tired halfway through, which forces me to stand up straight. Any suggestions? Yeah. So um, Zhang Zikur, if you have a look at his legs, they are very, very strong. And that's no accident. So he has done a lot of work in the gym. So they do strength and conditioning work um, using weights. And he's also done a lot of footwork training. So um, those hours of footwork training that they do help to build the strength in and the speed with their muscles as well and, and just help them to be able to maintain that low position. And that's so important. Um, as you start to develop your game, to be able to stay low, to be able to pick that uh, low position is, is just crucial for playing um, a more advanced game. So think about developing your leg strength and practicing your footwork repetitively and a lot, and that will also help with uh, developing your strength and your speed. Yeah, great advice. And I guess this is one area, Alice, where you can look at someone and tell immediately whether they're, you know, a good table tennis player or, or a beginner just by whether they're standing up straight or they're down low in a good ready position. Yeah, exactly. You, you look at Zhang Zikur and before he's hit a ball, you know that he's going to be 
pretty good because he's in such a good position. Um, he's ready to he's ready to to be able to hit the ball from anywhere and to anywhere and with a whole heap of speed. Um, whereas if you walk into a, a local club, you'll see people standing there and you know quite upright. You can just tell that it's a different game. So yes, and I think we've got a, a little bit of a video um, around that as well that we'll put a link to. Sure, I'll put it in the show notes. So you can always check out all the show notes at pingskills.com and click on the blog link to see all the Ask the Coach shows. And that is a wrap for episode 152. So thanks, everybody, for your questions. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you answer our Ping Skills question of the day, and we will see you again tomorrow. Thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff, and uh, see all of you Pink Skillers tomorrow night. Bye, everyone.